You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! I've heard this urban legend. Grodd is a big gorilla. I still have my speed. I can't stop him. It's another episode of the legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow, where each week Glenn and I sit down to discuss the DC double shot on the CW. Uh, Glenn, oh, we are approaching rapidly, sir, the end of 2015, and with the beginning of 2016, it will become a triple shot of shows. Uh, are they all yep. going to... Do we know if they're going to all be airing at the same time? Do we know what night uh, the Legends of Tomorrow is going to be on? I don't know what date. I forget. I mean, they have the premiere date, so I would assume it would be whatever that day is. I'm guessing it would be Thursday. Uh, yeah, possibly. I don't know. Let me go, let me go look. Uh, let me see here. Let me see here. Uh, should, probably should have thought of this ahead of time, right? Um, they do have dates, by the way, for... Uh, they, actually, I guess they don't have dates. They don't have dates for any of this shit. Uh, pilot part one is original air date is listed January, 2016. It is not that far away and they do not have a date date. That's a little weird. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it here. Legends of tomorrow. Here's the best part. This is on Wikipedia right now under broadcast. This is what is listed under broadcast. One sentence. Legends of Tomorrow will air in Australia on Fox 8 on January 20th, 2016. Uh, <laughs> so we know the Australian date for the show, sir. And hmm. that is a Wednesday, which is also the day that Arrow is on uh, as well here in the States. Uh the first season is expected to consist of 16 episodes. So we have that, but uh, no premiere date is listed despite the show airing very, very soon. That's kind of that's a surprise. Yeah. That's kind of a surprise. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about it. We're talking about the flash today, sir. Episode two or episode seven of season two, guerrilla warfare, formerly known as, Grodd lives. Uh, let us talk about this episode, sir, because this was uh, this was an episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, was it ever? Barry manages to recover following his fight with Zoom. Boy, they really did make it feel a little dire last week. I can't feel my legs. And as soon as we come back to this week, it's like, well, I'm going to be okay. Like that was fucking fast. I, I I did not know this. Is is that a thing? The speed force does that help him? Uh, recover with speed as well, I guess. Is that part of the deal? 
Yeah, I mean, his okay. body, basically his body and his metabolism. Well, they don't really talk about it. I guess it's kind of insinuated whenever he they do the slow mo stuff. Yeah. But everything in him works faster, so he thinks faster. Mm-hmm. His body moves faster. His metabolism works faster. Right. So, well, yes, as as we know, which is what bothers me that they don't have him eat a whole lot because that's the thing yeah. is like the Flash constantly is eating food. They did that in uh, the first especially season. Kid Flash because yeah. Kid Flash runs out of energy a lot faster than him. Yeah, they talked. They did that in the first season a bit where he was eating yeah. a shit ton of food, but. Uh, I think they just moved on from that. Like people get the idea. Uh, yeah. Zoom broke his back, and he recovered from this within apparently a couple of days. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty damn good. Um, he is still unable to use his powers though, due to the psychological trauma of Zoom exposing his complete and utter beating to the city. Uh, Iris reaches out to Henry Allen and convinces him to be a fucking dad for a change, and return to the city. To help Barry overcome his fears, uh, Cisco has a date with Kendra, uh, aka Hot Girl, but he leaves after he touches her hand and vibes her and sees what he believes to be a winged man. Uh, now, was that actually, was he actually seeing Carter Hall or was he just seeing uh, an obscured Kendra? It was, it was, you could tell it was her because it was her leather jacket. Yeah. Because on Wikipedia here it says winged man. Now he Cisco believed it was a winged man. Yeah. Um, and here they put winged man, and then they link it to Hawkman's Wikipedia. Oh, it, it was her that he. Yeah. It was her. You could tell just just because of the jacket. You could tell it was her. Meanwhile, scientists uh, are being hijacked uh, to steal various <laughs> chemicals, and they're being hijacked by one gorilla fucking grod. And he is having them steal these chemicals in the hopes of creating more gorillas with his level of intelligence. In fact, he steals Caitlin away from Star Labs. And basically, uh, Grodd tells her that he's just lonely. He doesn't have anybody else like him. You uh, don't have to be lonely. Yeah, it's... Farmsonly.com I, I got strong King Kong vibes here. Oh, oh! Because she was wearing a white dress. Yeah, and he was a giant gorilla, <laughs> and he was just lonely, and wanted this. And he's like, "Caitlin, always nice." And uh, and she explains to him how Grod is now Grod, mm-hmm. and he wants him. She wants her to make other Grods, and uh, he has all all these chemicals when used in in tandem can increase intelligence. But Caitlin does not know how to do this, to which Grodd replies, learn. <laughs> which, if a fucking giant psychic uh, gorilla told me to just fucking do it, I'd start doing it. Um, because Barry cannot do anything just yet, uh, he's he's working his way up. He's getting better, but he's not quite there yet. They decide that Cisco's going to go down into the basement of Star Labs and dig up, I guess, an extra reverse Flash costume. And they're going to dress up Earth 2 Harrison Wells' reverse Flash, which, even though Barry has been working with Earth 2 Harrison Wells this whole time, one look at him in reverse Flash costume and Barry immediately forgets that Earth 1 Harrison Wells is dead and zooms over to fucking Wells to attempt to subdue this man. And, uh... I thought that was a little ridiculous. 
Uh, and Cisco's like, come on, we just found this. It was in a dirty clothes basket in the basement. Um, and they're going to use this to try to trick Grodd into thinking that his father is still alive. The plan works long enough for Wells to rescue Caitlin before they both escape. Now, Barry has fully recovered, and they have a plan to lure Grodd into one of the dimensional breaches to Earth 2. The funny thing is, uh, the uh, the breaches on that are all within Star City... Uh, so no matter where you go into these breaches on Earth 2, you end up in Star City. But depending on which breach you enter in Star City, you end up on a very different place on Earth 2. There are so many different locations all across the planet that you end up on. And uh, Wells maps out, uh, I guess, the spot he feels would be best to send Grodd. And boy, is it an interesting place they send him to, Glenn, because they eventually lure him. By the way, not before Grodd almost no-sells this fucking... Uh, interdimensional vortex. They had to Barry had to pick up speed and deliver like a super fucking punch because Grodd was resisting the gravitational force of this thing because he's that badass. And <laughs> Grodd goes through, and on the other side, Glenn, what does he find? He finds fucking Gorilla City. Yeah, he does. Holy I told you shit. it's a real fucking place. I was so happy. I was a little upset that it was on Earth 2, and it wasn't yeah. on Earth 1, but I was still, there was fucking giant gorillas carved into the mountains and shit, yeah. and there was a village and everything, and I'm like, oh my god, they're doing <laughs> that too! This is amazing! Uh, it's, a, it's a jungle sanctuary for gorillas that have also been experimented uh, experimented on on Earth 2. Uh, later, sister- Spoiler, Grodd does not get along well with those gorillas. Oh, well, I hope we get to see some of that fucking shit, because... That's what I'm. That's what I'm in for. Uh, and Cisco later meets with uh, Kendra again to have uh, have a date. They're gonna watch the Princess Bride uh, on a, on a mini projector. I don't know what the fuck it was that Cisco had. Uh, and he brought date stuff. And he once again vibes Kendra, and this time sees that the winged finger uh, fig- finger. I, was, I almost cumberbatched the word penguin there for a minute with finger. Thank you. Uh, penguin. Penguin. Um, vibes Kendra again, and the winged figure he sees fully as uh, her. It's her. She's hot girl. And Cisco, instead of freaking out, is like, holy fuck, this girl's a superhero, and I'm going to bang her. And that's how the show ends, without him. Well, I mean, look, he had that look on his face. He didn't say it, but we all know. He... he Glenn, he fucking bit his fist. He knew he was going to get laid by a superhero. Oh, yeah. Well, it was just kind of like the conversation uh, Linda was having with Iris. Like, yeah, it was with the Flash. I think Cisco Cisco is just psyched that (laughs) he's running into that he's going to get laid by are like people with super abilities or something. Uh, It's either like a super villain, like uh, the Golden Golden Glider, or in this case, Hot Girl. Cisco oh, is because they could fly up, and that's right. He's gonna be her uh, Jason Bateman. He's gonna vibe with her in more than one way, sir, for sure. He's be her Jason Bateman, and then Will Smith's gonna show up drunk. And <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Hancock wasn't a complete ripoff of uh, Hot Girl and Hawkman. Entirely, no, of course not. Uh, what did you think of Guerrilla Warfare, sir? I mean, look, it had Guerrilla Grodd in it, so we're already off to a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Didn't think this episode was too great. No. But again, Grodd trumps all. 
Grad was, so... look, grad was fun, and I was sitting here thinking to myself, like, I know I said this. it's like an automatic four if Grad is in the episode, but this episode is kind of just okay, and then fucking Gorilla City. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. <laughs> it's all worth it. It was like um, fun, it was like that fun episode of it was like that fun episode a couple of weeks ago where you're like, oh, this episode is pretty fun, and then King Shark showed up. You're like, holy shit! <laughs> it's like 20 seconds that once again is like a 20 second thing that made the whole episode better and worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, no, I mean it was fine. A lot, like you said, a lot of King Kong stuff. I mean, her dress, the loneliness. Um, you know, keeping her hidden away from the, you know, from others. They're making you feel kind of bad for him when they treat him like shit, and they're like, oh, we'll help you, we'll help you, now suck it, go into this fucking vortex! So when they start getting these breaches, when the breaches start becoming controlled, they're probably, that's when they're gonna come up the invention of the boom tube. So... The boom tube. Which is what, you know, that's how Darkseid moves around. Mm-hmm. And in others, that's how you move around through time and stuff. So a lot of hints at that. Yeah, I mean, even when we get to Arrow, you know, they're starting, you know, they're really building up for that new show they got that they're going to have. Oh, yes, especially in the next next couple of episodes, for sure. They're they're doing a really good job of not necessarily sacrificing the main story, it seems like, but they're doing a, a good job of trying to integrate and... Get you pumped up for that show they're gonna have come out. The uh, yeah, I liked I liked this episode. There was I mean obviously yeah, it was, there was fine. there was a ton of the a ton of the King Kong stuff we've already mentioned. Uh, you had uh, the Joe uh, Joe with Iris moment where he's like you know seeing Barry with his dad kind of just reminds me that I'm not really his dad and boy I wish I had a son and Iris is like you would have been a good dad to a son if you had one not that i know anything about that at all uh so they had that moment uh a, yeah another another hint or tease at wally west which um presumably will show up this season they've done i mean enough. they've casted him sure uh they've clearly done enough talking about him so i'm sure he'll show up at some point um whether or not he'll show up is uh, oh, and I like Henry on a lot in this episode too. Now, how now how does Wally West work in the books? Was he a speedster as well, or did he acquire the power uh, in a different way? Or uh, do you know well, how it's going to work here? Or what what do you think is going on? Uh, different. I mean, different comics for different folks. I guess it just depends on some yeah. stuff. Is like. Kid Flash or Wally West in some things isn't as fast uh, as Barry Allen. Ah, so he's like the Jay Garrick to the Barry Allen. Yeah, pretty much. Because, like, Barry Allen, some things are like the Speed Force is like a family thing. It's kind of like genetically they're made to be able to uh, tap into the Speed Force. Whereas Wally West just reinvents the accident that happened to his uncle. Ah. Uh, And that's how he gets it. So... I mean, and then some things Wally West is just a flash. So however you want to look at it, I mean, they, they have a lot of different avenues to, to go about it. Yes. But generally, like, he's the one he's the one who really, really, really relies on making sure he has enough food and enough energy because he burns through it faster because he's not naturally supposed to be able to tap into that force. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's what they'll do, but that's one of the ways. 
uh, ultimately, uh, the King Kong stuff worked with me because I felt bad for Grodd. Yeah, it, was it, was, it wasn't heavy. I felt like it was pretty subtle. Yeah. It made sense. Oh, sure, sure. Like, you had to really be looking for it to be like, oh, this is very reminiscent of King Kong. But uh, much in the same way, I kind of felt I felt bad for Grodd at the end a little bit because, you know, they're like, oh, he's just, you know, lonely. And, uh, you know, but they're like, yes, but, uh, you know, uh, telekinetic gorillas Gorilla. or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, like... That's not safe. That's not good. We can't have that. And but at the same time, they're like, you know, hey, buddy, we'll we'll help you out. And then <laughs> then they double cross them. No, oh, uh, they put him in a better home. I, I perhaps. Uh, although according to you, he doesn't get along with the gorillas. That well, it's closer. because he tries to take over and ruin the utopia that the other gorillas have. So I mean, it's his own fault. <laughs> but. Perhaps. Because Gorilla Grodd comes from a race of gorillas that are naturally smart, and ah. they have an invisible barrier protecting them from society. I see. Uh, but yeah, this was... Um, I, I I don't know. I ended up feeling kind of bad for him a little bit. Yeah, well, of course I, under did. I understand where... I it's understand. like crying for the dog that gets killed sure. in the movie. I understand where the Star Labs folks are coming from. Uh, he's not safe, but yeah. I still felt kind of bad for him, yeah. uh, regardless. Uh, and of course, uh, we're just, everyone's jealous of, of Cisco hooking up with all of these people, uh, completely by happenstance. It seems he just randomly runs into these folk, uh, yeah. and, and gets the hookup. Yeah. Um, a score, sir, for guerrilla warfare then. Uh, like, a, I mean, a four, like you said, it was, it, it deserves a, it deserves a four. Yes. Uh, I'm giving it a four and a quarter, uh, guerrilla city bumped it up. <laughs> uh, uh, just ever so slightly. Look, I, because I was like, you, you when you told me originally about Grodd and where Grodd comes from, I'm like, okay, they might be doing uh, the telepathic gorilla, but there's no way they're doing fucking telepathic gorilla. Yeah, and they did it here, <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, there is nothing they won't do. Have they done the most ridiculous things in the Flash yet, or there's still more ridiculous things they could do? There's tons of things they can do. I mean, the whole thing is with the speed force stuff. There's so many people that are connected. I mean, it's it's a force that everyone's connected to. You know, uh, a lot of things it's, like the reason why for this, huh? Metachlorians responsible for this as well? No, no. I mean, it is just uh, it's something that exists that certain beings can tap into uh, when they are connected and there's so many people feeding off of that force just like any energy source there's only so many of it to go around which is why zoom and even reverse flash they want to kill all the other speedsters because then they have more energy to get which is how zoom is able to go in between interdimensions and that kind of stuff which is probably why barry can't do it uh yet be able to go back and forth is Jesse Quick probably hasn't tapped into that yet in his universe. And on his universe, he already has Wally West, who may already have that capability. Perhaps, yeah. And that maybe is what's slowing him down. So Let us speak of Arrow, sir. Season 4, okay. Episode 7, a speedweed joint called, yeah, it was. called Brotherhood. Dark man, my brother killed obvious that Hyde faked his death. Andy's under Dark's influence and we need to get him out. 
We are gonna take this guy down. So Hive continues to attack parts of the city, most recently destroying money meant for the city bank. Judge Diggle gives Oliver information that Hive murdered his brother, Andy, Andy Diggle, because he was criminal competition. The team heads to the research lab to locate a chemical they believe is being used by Hive. The team is then attacked by Damien Dark's ghosts, and Diggle discovers that his brother is still alive and working for Hive. Apparently the ghosts, Glenn, are people that everybody thinks are dead, but aren't dead. I'm guessing yeah. that's why they're called ghosts. Because uh, the other the other option is they're people who are actually dead, and these are their ghosts working for Damien Dark. Which is also not entirely unbelievable, but that seems like the less likely option here. Uh, the team tries to get Diggle to recognize the positive that his brother is still alive. But he refuses to see Andy as anything more than a traitor and unworthy of saving. The team believes Andy is being mind-controlled and locate him and the rest of Hive. The team successfully extracts Andy with help from Ray and his Adam suit. And, and after an encounter with Damien Dark, Thea learns that his powers can help cure her bloodlust permanently. After Dark failed to drain the life force from Thea. Uh, your thoughts on the episode Brotherhood, sir? Uh, it's okay. I, I'll, there is one thing, and I didn't realize it till as as it kind of kept going. But when towards the end, when they do that fight against Damian Dark, and they're showing Thea fight uh, mm-hmm. Andy Diggle. Yes, man, that was very good. That was a lot of fun. Well, not just that. It was all one shot for a very significant amount of time. I mean, they went from the elevator down the hallway in another corridor before they finally switched cameras. The thing I like most about that fight is because they were able to determine that Thea was, in fact, fighting Diggle's brother. And they needed to separate him. So Thea used her fighting skills to guide him to where she wanted him to go while still fighting him. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty fucking great. Actually, she's like, well, we need to get him to this location. So I'm going to lead the fight towards the elevator and then fight him in the elevator. And then get, I thought that was fucking awesome. Uh, And you're right. It was well choreographed and a great, I mean, it it wasn't Look, it didn't live up to any of the great fight scenes we saw in say like daredevil or something like that, but it was still, no, no, this was still pretty great. Continue with your thoughts. Uh, I mean, overall it was, you know, really CW ish. Um, Hmm. Especially the whole, oh, I don't think your brother knows that word. And which, again, just proves the point. Man, Oliver Queen is just fucking dumber than a bat when it comes to... He might be dumber than Bruce Wayne in Gotham when it comes eh, to family. I don't know. Maybe not that dumb, but... He's pretty dumb. <laughs> He's pretty dumb. I mean, when you compensate for the fact that Oliver Queen is older than Bruce Wayne... Yeah. <laughs> older, and it's not just, like, his mom, his sister... Ex-girlfriend, hunt. I mean, you know, Felicity named them all off. Huntress. I mean, there's there's a lot of dumb shit he did. Oh yeah. Which it's been a while since we've seen Huntress. Now I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Oh, what I've just watched this episode and I'm struggling to think of points. Yeah, I'm trying to think of things. There wasn't a lot. Um, no, there wasn't really a lot that happened. The biggest news is that Dark tried to drain Thea's life force and it doesn't it backfired. work because of her experiences in the pit. And in fact, all it did was make her not thirsty for murder. Uh, and then she went to she went to Malcolm uh, Malcolm Al Ghul and uh, was was like, hey, the, he failed to do this, and in fact, it it helped with the bloodlust. We should figure out how to fix it permanently. Uh, and he's like, good deal. Um, that is like the biggest news to really come out of this. There was so little, by the way, I just realized there was so little that happened in the flashbacks this episode. They're not even mentioned in this Wikipedia paragraph. They didn't even mention flashbacks. In flashbacks, that girl found out that Oliver killed that guy that was her brother, but he didn't admit that it was him, and that was the flashbacks. And he whipped a guy. Oh, and he whipped the guy who set him up to kill the... Yeah, he kept saying, like, your name's Toby Boy, and then... Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, my name's Kunta Kente. <laughs> he hit him again and said, yo name is Toby Boy. <laughs> no, I'm Kunta Kente. And then he did it again. Yep. Uh, that man has deep roots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so... Uh... I thought I thought the episode was okay as well. Yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't. I, I look, there was nothing in this that. I guess the only thing that came close to offending me was having to watch Ray Palmer fight in a fucking Adam suit. <laughs> and he all of a sudden he's better at things now. Yeah, all of a sudden he's in I there. Guess he beating, has a purpose. Yeah, he's hitting people and shit, and dodging and ducking and blocking and nailing people. Which, by the way, just looks awkward in that suit. Like, yeah. there's a reason you don't see Iron Man. Like there was a there was a fight right in Iron Man two between Iron Man and War Machine when Rhodey was going to take the suit, and that is the worst I've ever seen Iron Man look when he was having like that fist fight with the other with Rhodey in the other Iron Man suit. It just looks silly. Like put weapons on that. Like Iron Man looks cool when he's shooting lasers and shit from his palms and shooting little missiles and shit like that's when Iron Man looks cool. It, it, he looks clunky because nobody would get into a fight, a physical altercation, in a big clunky suit like that. That suit is meant for protection and flying and shooting. It's not meant for fistfights, and he looked dumb. And I believe, did he actually shrink or get big or anything? I think maybe he did, but it, he didn't use it for anything. Is he is he like Ant Man, where if he gets small, he can still hit with the power of a full size person, or he just or it just makes him small so he can sneak around? Uh, depends. It depends. I mean, on the he can't run. Yeah, I mean, he can. Most of the time, what Adam like Adam is they don't have I mean, the visual effects budget for that, is what you're saying. He doesn't get as small as Ant Man. Right. He gets smaller. Right. Oh yeah, I mean, Adam he goes like. Like there's like the new DC, the new Fifty Two. They have Ant Man, and Ant Man's a bad guy. It's a girl. I forget her name, mm -hmm. and she goes into a guy's brain and severs his spinal cord and makes him brain dead. Well, they do. They That's do the kind of thing he can do. Well, they do a mention. They do mention in the Ant Man movie that he that I mean, and he does go like subatomic, but it's just really dangerous. Yeah, no, Ant Man does that on a regular basis. Yeah, or the Adam. Or I mean, Adam, yeah, which yeah. is why it's called the Adam. That's his uh, thing. 
but he has not shrunk that tiny in this show yet. No, um, and he doesn't have a giant metal suit. It's just a blue. It's really, it's really similar to Ant Man. Yeah. Except Adam came first. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but... I think they they try they it kind of looks like a suit that they try to also make look kind of Iron Man ish. Like at the same time, like it, it doesn't feel like it's just a suit suit. It feels like there's metal plating and shit like that. And maybe oh yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like they kind of are like in that weird. Image. But no, he doesn't fly in the comics because he flies here for sure. Yeah, he doesn't uh, fly in the comics. Uh, yeah, I just that was ridiculous. I don't. I just don't buy it at all. Um, and I don't find Ray Palmer particularly a fascinating character <laughs> or Brandon Routh's portrayal of him. Uh, I could really kind of do without him. Uh, and we will soon enough, except he'll be on the other show. <laughs> so I guess it really won't matter for that long. I don't know. He just sort of feels kind of worthless, I guess, with everybody else. I don't know. Uh, probably because he is. The uh, I don't really have any other thoughts or feelings on the episode. Um, I, To be honest, I don't really care about Diggle's brother or Diggle's brother's redemption. I don't think Diggle's brother cares about his no. own redemption. Yeah, look, here's the thing. Andy doesn't care about his redemption. Diggle doesn't care about his redemption. And I don't care about his redemption. So why are we doing any of this? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. They got to have something to do in between episodes, sir. Uh, what would you score this episode, since there's nothing else to talk about? Uh, a three. Yeah, I'm right there with you. A three. Uh, average, average episode... Uh, that nothing particularly amazing happened outside of that Thea fight scene, which was actually pretty great. Um, but outside of that, there was not a lot. Uh, all right, so uh, Glenn and I won't be back next week because there is a break, a one-week break, uh, and the shows will be back starting, uh, I believe, December 1st? Yeah. is when the shows will be back. So we're going to have a break. Uh, no Flashing Arrow uh, podcast next week, but the week after that, we will come back with what will in fact be a two-parter split between The Flash and The Arrow. Uh, it's Season 2, Episode 8 of The Flash called Legends of Today, and Season 4, Episode 8 of Arrow called Legends of Yesterday. Yesterday.